The following audio brought to you by TSF Entertainment Podcast may contain graphic descriptions of violence and or audio clips of violence or sexual explicit events. Listener's discretion is advised. And welcome back to the TSF Entertainment Channel. It is your boy Retro CG, and I am joined tonight by the beautiful and lovely co-host Miss Really BTV. Well, I'm beautiful she, and lovely. Okay. Well, I was just getting ready to say you're only lovely half of the time, but for the most part, you're lovely. See how you always see? See? Anyway, joking. you couldn't just leave it at that. You couldn't just leave it at beautiful and lovely. Anyway, I'm just joking. You're lovely all the time. Yes, you are. So we've been gone for a minute. We've been gone for a minute, so we're back. We're here to talk about the best man, the final chapters. This was a bit of a surprise, a lovely surprise. So we're going to do our review for this limited series a little bit different than everyone else is doing. Everyone else is doing the full show. Uh, because I guess everyone binged it at the same time, just like we probably did. But uh, we want to do it episode by episode. So we're going to start off with uh, episode one, Paradise. Before we jump into the episode, I'm going to go ahead and hit you with that intro, and we'll be back and talk about it. Welcome back. So, the best man, the final chapters, first thoughts. I mean, I'm going to say this. A lot of times with sequels, it's hard to get everybody. The fact that they've been able to get everybody for three consecutive movies, I I think it's, I think that's a great thing, that they've been able to get all the original actress, actresses. They didn't have to replace anybody. Amiya's character, you know, she died in in the second movie but i don't think that's because she didn't want to do like i mean her character was in the whole movie you know just her character you know died so i just think that that was i think and that's they even great. did flashbacks um, of her only, and still talked about her in the new series that's so true. yeah i agree I that's agree. true um yeah i'm i'm only in episode one i did not binge it i purposely stopped after episode one but so far so good i mean I'm not crazy about certain things that I'm seeing, but I'm going to wait and see how they play out. I'll put it that way. Um, I'm equally pleased that the entire cast got uh, was brought back. They didn't have to recast anyone. They didn't write anyone off. They didn't. Um, no one showed up. Um, and even though it's a limited series, eight episodes, you have to imagine that everyone's still working. And I'm sure there was schedule conflicts with them trying to uh, shoot in various locations and everything. So the fact that they got everyone together, it was great to see the entire cast. Great to see the entire cast. Um, 
So we're going to, like I said, we're not going to talk about the entire uh, series. We're going to jump in um, on episode one. I think there's a lot for us to, I felt like we were going to spend a lot of time on episode one anyway, because, you know, we had the recap from um, 1999, where the franchise first started with the best man movie. And um, it kind of, do you feel like it left off on a cliffhanger in 99? Not really, because honestly, no, <laughs> no, he didn't. No, I feel like because them, him announcing that he's getting was a cliffhanger for me. Right. Well, that wasn't until the Best Man Holiday. So then we have 2013. We have the Best Man Holiday. Now that was the sequel to the Best Man, and that one I felt kind of left off on a cliffhanger because. Quentin um, called up the fellas and told them that he was getting married and it went off. So we didn't know who he was getting married to. I assumed it was going to be Shelby because of their relationship from the previous movie. And even in this movie, I felt like it was going to be Shelby. But we had to wait all the way till 2014 slash 2022. We had to wait all the way to 2022 to get the best man, the final chapters. So we'll go ahead and jump in and talk about where this series uh, picked up. So it it gave us a recap at the beginning um, of the first two movies. So I I was very pleased to see that for those of us who hadn't watched the movie in many years, um, like myself. Like me. Yeah. (laughs) Hadn't watched the movie in many years. It was good to have that recap. Because what I did prior to starting the series is actually went back and watched both movies again. So I could just kind of be refreshed as the events in the movie. I feel like the writing was really good in both movies. Um, I felt like there were some things that kind of uh, was open-ended, especially the relationship between Harper and Jordan was kind of open-ended in the first movie. And they didn't really spend much time with it in the Best Man Holiday. It was kind of the ramifications between what happened with Lance and um, Mia and Harper, which um, we kind of saw there was still a little bit of bitterness between Lance and Harper uh, with the whole Mia situation. But we also learned in the Best Man Holiday what kind of brought them back together was the fact that Mia was sick. And she chose to confide in Harper that she was sick and she asked for him to continue to be there for Lance after she passed on. Um, so the the best man, I, and I didn't remember, I guess because it had been so long ago, I didn't remember it ending so sad. But at the same time, um, we always often heard uh, the old folks say that, you know, once a life is lost, another one enters the world. And we saw that with uh, Harper and Robin's child was being born and Lance gave birth to it. Um, And they named the uh, little girl Mia. So that was really good. So the episode starts off with uh, Harper. He's at some type of... What is he at? I don't think it's an award ceremony. No, he's at a seminar. He's like speaking. A seminar, yeah. He's he's at some type of seminar. Yeah, he's like guest speaking or, or... Keynote speaking or something like that, yeah. Probably more keynote speaking, yes. Um, and he kind of talks a little bit about his uh evolution to where he's at right now, 
and the people that helped him get there, his friends, his family. And then he mentions his soulmate in the camera pans to Jordan, which I thought that was very interesting. Which is confusing. Yes. It, that, I thought that was very interesting, but uh, it's answered later on in the episode. Um, so this what episode? Were first, in the first episode? It's not answered in the first episode. It's answered... Oh, okay. No, no, no. Okay. I was um, okay, cool. So then we, uh, we flash to uh, Shelby, who's over watch what happens live. I thought that was really <laughs> funny. Because <laughs> she's supposed to be a cute. That was movie. cute how they brought in the whole Housewives thing, yeah. Yeah. It, what what franchise is she supposed to be on? Is it uh, Manchester, Real Housewives, Long Island, or something like that? Something like that, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. Um, we learned through the Watch What Happened Live with Andy and Shelby that uh, announcement had just been recently made that Quentin was getting married, and um, Andy introduces her to the uh, the the Simora. Uh, Quentin's fiance, and we see Shelby has this huge dramatic meltdown. Look, when they showed that scene of her uh, going up to his job and throwing stuff at him in that coffee room, why did everybody be a cookie? And uh, <laughs> Lucius and Empire. Right. <laughs> the episode where she tore up the coffee room. <laughs> it was very cookie, yes. It was, it very, was very cookie. cookie. Yeah. <laughs> exactly like cookie. <laughs> uh, what were your first thoughts about how they... Uh, uh, brought that plot line in together. Um, I thought that was cute. Again, I thought it was cute the way they brought that in and watch what happens live. The fact that she had such an extreme reaction to him getting married, I thought was cute because again, it just shows that even though they both tried to act real nonchalant, that the feelings were definitely there. Right. Um, yeah, and it definitely showed that she had feelings for him and the fact that that he's getting married to someone else, she being that upset by it, that kind of gave me a prelude to what's getting ready to happen in um, the next episodes. That Obviously, there's going to be conflict between her and um, Quentin's new wife-to-be. So then it switches to uh, Harper, who's at home. He's still um, celebrating some moderate success. Uh, it sounds like to his friends and his wife that, you know, he is successful, but, you know, as an artist, he doesn't feel like he's hit that level of success where he wants to be. He's kind of known for, uh, he's kind of typecasted for a certain type of writing, and he doesn't want to be uh, recognized for that. He wants to be recognized as a true artist. Uh, he had, We saw that he did uh, uh, the uh, biopic, uh, the biography for Lance. And there's this bumper G-series book that he's been writing. And then, of course, his first book that started all this mess was The Unfinished Business. Well, he gets a call from his publishing agent that uh, lets him know that there is a movie studio that's interested in buying the rights for Unfinished Business, and they want to turn it into a movie. And he's Mm -hmm. kind of uh, taken aback by that, but like, my first book, you know, and... uh, Obviously, that first book was full of a lot of scandal and a bunch of mess and everything. So, again... Caused a lot of problems within their friend group. Yeah. Yes, big problems. And he kind of wants to evolve from that. 
Although this movie deal is set him up, you know, to uh, a different level of success financially. And, you know, his agent is telling him, like, look, this right. is where you've been trying to go. You've arrived. You know, you got to jump on this. You got to take this deal. So uh, he discusses it with his wife. Oh, well, actually, she discusses it with him. We see that she's still doing her cooking thing and that um, she's pretty much kind of like a social media type online um, cooking. She's doing like hosting cooking type of content um, online. And Harper is like, look, you know, this thing has taken off way bigger than what you thought it was going to take off to. I think you're going to need some help. Um and Rob is like, no, no, I got this. I got this. Then she was like, well, talk to me about the book. And, you know, he's kind of reticent about wanting to do the book. But she's like, listen, you know, you might need to check with all your friends. You know where you need to go first. Who you need to talk to first about all this. And, you know, he recognizes immediately that, yeah, I probably right. need to talk to Lance about this first. And um, so what do you think uh, we're at with Robin and Harper? I mean, I'm going to just go ahead and be honest and tell you, I never liked them together. I always wanted him to get back with Jordan. I always wanted that for them. I'm not saying that's what, it just, the way the first movie was written, it just made me fall in love with the two of them as a couple and the possibility of the two of them as a couple. So I don't know, like I never bought them. Like I never, they never sold me as this loving really in love couple they didn't I, I they sold me as we like each other and we're good for each other's careers and we could probably make a good life together but i never bought passion i never bought that they were so honestly i feel like that's just where they are they've settled into a very comfortable life you know she's doing great in her career he's doing great in his career they like each other they get along really well they're raising their daughter but i just don't feel even even later on in the episode where you know they have the whole sexy moment i don't know i just it was like that's cute you know but <laughs> not what i want to see you know it's funny you should say that because i felt the same way even in the first movie especially in the first movie when they were in the tub and you know uh, she was trying to hint around at commitment and, you know, he he kind of, like, danced around the subject of commitment. It always came off as if Robin was a replacement girl. You know, she was just Yeah, like, it, it really did. And honestly, that's why the whole movie, and I, I probably shouldn't have been, but the whole movie, I was just really rooting for him and Jordan. Like, they built up this, him and Jordan were, um, you know, that Soulmate. loss, that, that the, the ones that should have been together. And yep. I, so when, when the best man... You know, when the second one rolled around, I was like, okay, we're going to see this conflict now. You know, maybe the two of them are going to break up. Like, you know, but of course that's not what happened. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I just have to deal with the fact that they're never going to be. But I just never felt passion. I just never felt passion. Hold on, I'll be right back. Keep, Keep going, hold on. And I don't think it was very clear to us as to why him and Jordan never got together. Um, I thought that would have been explained further on down in the movies, and they may have even explained it in the first movie, but I don't think they explained it in a way of understanding for me anyway, because I never did understand the reason why the two of them never hooked up, because at the time, they were kind of both single in a group of friends. You know, Lance had his big mistake with Mia. I get that. 
but Jordan wasn't seeing anyone else in the group and um, she wasn't in a committed relationship. So I, I didn't quite understand what prevented them from actually being together as a couple. They never really made that very clear as to why um, Harper and Jordan never became a couple. So that's something I kind of want them to answer in this series. Um, and hopefully as we get further down in the episodes, it, they will explain to us as to why Harper and Jordan never became a couple. Um, but I agree with your sentiment, uh, really, B. I think that um, I've never really kind of rooted for uh, Robin and um, Harper to be this power couple. Even though they turn out to be a power couple, she's good for him. She's a good supportive wife. But I don't think that they have that passion. They don't have that chemistry. And um, I guess with Sanaya Lathan, she plays these roles very well. And I can't look beyond, even though this was way before that, way before that, but I can't look beyond a family that prays. <laughs> I cannot look at her beyond a family that prays. I just <laughs> see her as that type of woman in every relationship that she's in. She's that, that chick from family that prays. But I agree. I don't think that they uh, share that passion. And I hope that they answer why they never actually became a couple um do, do do you feel like they answered that as to why jordan and harper never became a couple what prevented them from being together well i'm only in episode one so i don't know i'm just talking about from the movie i mean they didn't I'm do for me that i don't think they did it as, i don't feel like they did it in one or in movie one or two no yeah they didn't answer as to what prevented them ultimately from being together so I'm hoping that's something that we get answered in uh, this series. So uh, we learned that they're going to have dinner with Candace and um, Merch. And I kind of like that chemistry between Robin and Candace because we saw at the end of The Best Man, they kind of became Kendrick friends. They were kind of the last two in the group, you know, um, and they had to kind of... Uh, find their place in the circle of friends. So it's nice to see that they still have a organic relationship where they kind of hang out and look out for each other. I'm not going to say they're best friends, but at the same time, they have a more sociable relationship than uh, they do with the rest of the uh, friends. So it's good to see that. We see that uh, Merch and Candace are still together. They seem to be thriving. They're raising their two girls. They're both still in the education um, system. I think both of them are professors or teachers, something to that effect. And the ironic part about it is... Uh, they have their own the school. Yeah, they have their own school. And I think they're getting ready to open two more. Uh, I think they announced that they were getting ready to open two more schools and they're getting ready to receive an educator's yeah. award. Um. It seemed more like in the previous movies that uh, Merch, this was more Merch's vision, his dream, his goals. And Candace has kind of fell in line with that and she's kind of taken off with that. So she's really immersed in um, the education system. And we see further on um, what her was what's driving her motivation. So it's good to see that. And we see that uh, her past that was kind of haunting them in the best man holiday isn't so much of an issue in their relationship right now. So I'm glad to see that we've gotten past that she was a stripper. 
So uh, you know, the door right. mentions it. <laughs> Uh, you know, she didn't get upset about it. She kind of just played it off and like, well, you know, this is mommy's undergraduate uh, experience. So, you know, yeah, I was a stripper. Right. But she seemed to evolve, uh, evolve from being that uh, hiding in that shame or that embarrassment of being a stripper through college. Um, but it's good to see Merch and Candace are still together and they seem to be happy and they seem to be uh, a loving couple or whatever. But I guess I could say the same thing about them that uh, we said about Harper and um, Robin. I don't really feel the passion is there. I don't really feel that the commitment is there. I just think that maybe two broken people got together and they kind of found a way to heal each other and be there for each other. But uh the only couple that I see in this, even with Mia and Lance, I really didn't see that passion and that that lifelong love of my life. The only true passion that you see between any of the couples is really with Jordan and um, Harper. So then we have uh, Shelby and Jordan. They're out to lunch and uh, they're talking about the invitations have came out to say the dates have came out um, in regards to Quentin's wedding. We learned that it's a destination wedding. And of course, Shelby wasn't invited. So Shelby's kind of in her bag and her feelings a little bit about not being invited to the wedding. And so she's kind of pumped. She's trying to pump Jordan for some information. You know, where's the wedding going to be? Who's the chick? And this, this, and that. And, you know, Jordan's like, listen, you weren't invited. You know, I don't want to get drugged into your mess. <laughs> you know, I really shouldn't even be talking about this with you, but you're my homegirl and everything. And, you know, I really love this relationship between Jordan and um, Shelby, which we, I don't think we saw much of that in the previous movies. So right, we didn't. We didn't see that because she was more of a, a bitch in the previous movies especially the first one with her relationship with merch she was really nasty so it's nice to see that uh they have an organic friendship as well any comments uh for you on that no i just like you said it it was good to see a different perspective a different part of you know different side of it you know right so merch and um Harper decided to go visit Lance to one, check on him, two, to find out if he's going to Quentin's wedding, uh, to try to kind of drag him. We still see that he's mourning the loss of Mia. So I think that their goal was to, you know, kind of pull up on him and, you know, do a temperature check. I think Harper even may have wanted to kind of discuss the, uh, the movie deal. And they find him at this hotel. He's with some, um, young ladies that uh, are alluded to as being prostitutes <laughs> or escorts or as he say his right. therapist his masseuse <laughs> and um, but this is the part that that is the first part uh that then again i've only watched the first episode but this is the part that i like this I didn't, I didn't like this at all um if this is supposed to be 2024 so we're talking about what Three years later, four years later, you're still mourning her to that point where you're more like seven years later. Yeah, I mean, you're still mourning her like that. On like again, if this were immediately, which first of all, I think it was, I don't know why that said 2024 because I do feel like 
just the way that they were talking, I feel like this wasn't that long. Maybe two right. years at the most because, because their daughter, um, um, Tay Diggs and Sanaa Lathan's daughter is what? Maybe two or three? Yeah, when they I showed her that. Yeah, I would say about maybe, maybe two, two three. So I'm thinking this is like two or three years later. So I'm like, sir, like, sir. And I get grief and all of that, but I don't know. I just didn't like the way this was written. But honestly, it takes me back to the first movie where I always felt like Lance's character was very um, contradictory. Yeah. It was very much, I can do what I want to do, but you're not supposed to be able to do nothing. So, like, you were out here hoeing and sleeping with whoever you wanted to sleep with, but your wife was supposed to be a virgin. And when you found out, you know, it was like a whole thing. And so now you out here just hoeing, sleeping around, and you're like, I get over her and again i'm not i'm not judging how he's choosing to mourn i'm just saying at what point or how long he's choosing are you trying to, to move right yeah right because you're not there for your kid they allude to the fact that he's not really there for his kid that this is just what he has sort of dissolved into i don't know yeah. i didn't I just didn't like that the way that was written i felt like i don't know well we we see that I'm he's sort of just kind of passing pass his time of, we see that he's kind of passing his time by and he's just bed hopping and just, you know, he's, he's not really to a point where he's ready to take control back of his life and be a single parent and move on and try to find someone else. He's still stuck in this Mia was a love of my life and I lost her. But one thing I appreciate um, their confrontation in the best man holiday, Mia basically told him as she was dying, like, listen, you know, a lot of the anger that you have towards Harper really should be directed towards me. You know, I'm just as responsible for what happened. I'm just as much to blame. I chose him. I wanted this to happen. So, you know, you are so angry and unwilling to forgive him, but yet and still you seem to just ignore the fact that I was equally responsible for us having this affair. And at the time, I didn't realize that they were together. I just thought that they were kind of like, you know, dating or maybe seeing each other at the point. Maybe I didn't realize they were in a serious, committed relationship. They weren't married, obviously. So, um, you know, she pretty yeah, much Yeah, but he was cheating that. on her. He was sleeping with the other women. That's what I was saying. So it, it's kind of like the pot calling the kettle black. And, you know, I think uh, what we see in, with Lance right now is that it's a lot of guilt mixed with grief. That, you know, he never really did maybe the best uh, in the marriage as far as uh, monogamy and being in a committed relationship and you know he his wife died and you know he's blaming his best friend for all the events that happened which is best which he has every right to be upset with his friend about what happened but at the same time you also your wife also shared a lot of that responsibility as well so you can't just blame Harper for what happened it, it takes two so um right uh, we have a little uh, a bit of a comedy moment with them. Uh, you know, they kind of tease him about the prostitutes. And, you know, they uh, try to convince him to clean himself up. He looks like crap. That, come on, let's go to Quinn's wedding. This will be good for you. You'll be around people that care about you. You'll be there uh, for Quentin's big day, just like he was there for your big day. 
And, you know, they eventually get him to agree to go on the trip or whatever the case may be. Uh, but Harper still sees that this is not the right opportunity or not the right moment to address the whole movie situation, which I felt like he should have just went ahead and confronted it head on. Because the longer it takes for you to tell him about it, the angrier he's going to be when you do tell him about it because he's going to feel like you've been keeping it away from him. But, you know, it just wasn't the time or the place to address it. So I kind of understood why Harper chose not to have that conversation with him, but I didn't feel like he needed to wait much longer to have that conversation with him about that movie because we already know that once Lance yeah. finds out about it, he's going to flip. And I feel like you should have learned your lesson the first time. You know better. Like, say it, yep. get it over with, get, get it, it out there, yep. and let's deal with what we need to deal with. So we jumped to them uh, arriving at the um, island. And of course, Lance is uh, sizing up the limo driver. <laughs> She's giving him the eye too. So we already knew what that was getting ready to happen. <laughs> we already uh, knew what was getting ready to happen between him and the limo driver or whatever. They arrived to the resort and the resort is beautiful. We learned that it's one of Quentin's uh, family's properties, newest properties that they've opened at the island. And how they have chose to, uh, I'm not going to necessarily say market this, but they've, they've spun this up into a PR campaign where he's marrying this supermodel. She's supposed to be a supermodel, a movie star, a singer, a songwriter, producer. I mean, she's got a lot of credits as to uh, her uh, uh, being a celebrity. And so the hotel or the family brand is playing off of that that, you know, the son who's the heir to the throne is marrying this big-time supermodel, fashion extraordinaire, um, Seymour. And we learn she's played by the beautiful and lovely Miss Nicole Ali Parker, who I feel like hasn't aged a bit. She looks exactly the same as she looked in Soul Food. She's one of my favorite actresses. I really enjoyed her. Uh, I feel like all of them look good. Yeah, they all look good. They really do. They all look good. They look great. And the fact that I'm going to, I've saw all episodes. Um, I'm just going to say this. Truly, this is an ode to the 90s. I really felt like we were right back in Best Man. I really felt like we were, even though we're years past, uh, maybe 20 years past when the first movie came out. It still gave me that feel. I guess it was because of it was the same cast. It was the same cast, and I love how they did not change any of the direction or the characterization of the characters. They pretty much are the same characters as they were in the very first movie. They've grown a little yeah. bit, they aged a little bit, but still we saw all the personality and uh, uh, the character portrayals were very original. And I was I was concerned about that. How were they going? What direction were they going to take the characters in? I think uh, with Quentin, they've kind of, and we see that because even the friends uh, comment on it that he's not the same Quentin. You know, he doesn't smoke weed anymore. Uh, he's uh, taken upon almost kind of like this uh, hippie kind of thing. Yeah, this spiritual. I'm balanced with the universe type personality he carries right now. And I think more of that is centered around um, Seymour. And so she meets the first uh, group of friends, which is Candace, uh, 
merge Harper and Robin. And, you know, Robin, I mean, uh, Harper makes a comment, something to the effect of your reputation precedes you. And she kind of digs into him like, well, you don't know me. How you know me? We find out that she's. She was uh, just, yeah, she, that, yeah. She was just, uh, you know, teasing him or whatever the case may be. We see that Merch is in his feelings a little bit because he wasn't chosen to be the oh, best. Boy. It ain't even a little bit. He is in his feelings all the way. He is bad, real bad, ain't he? <laughs> I'm like, Lord, have mercy. Is it really that serious? Uh, I mean, but you know, for some people, it is. Some people get very offended if they're not the ones asked to be the maid of honor or the matron of honor or the best man. Like, there are people that get very, very offended by it. And it can be a hard position that when you when you have really good friends, it's hard to pick one. And you have your own reasons why you choose one over the other, you know? Seeing instances like that, uh, especially in a close circle of friends like this, I would have had to have two, which I actually had two at my wedding. Um, I would have had to have two best men, you know, just to please both of them and to make sure that, you know, one didn't feel slighted over the other. But you're right. It's very it's a very tough decision to choose. And you may have reasons um, more so it's, you know, who's the more responsible one, who's the one that you know that you can depend on. And, you know, you may have a good friend that's a good time, but you also know that this person may not be the best responsible person, which I'm not saying that 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 applies to merch because I think he's the more responsible one out of all of them. But at the same time, like you say, you have your different reasons for why you choose who you choose. We see that some more is this, uh, you know, she's got the sage and she's burning. She like to choke Candace to death with that sage or whatever. Right. <laughs> Kenneth's like, can I get some water? This lady's crazy. <laughs> okay. We see that uh, Lance is begging out the uh, limo driver's back. <laughs> and, Lord uh, have mercy. Harper from first sight ain't feeling some more. He's not feeling her. He was like, what's going on with Quentin? He ain't even the same. And what's up with this the outfit and stuff he got on and this personality? And Robin's like, well, you know, people change over the years or whatever. And she's trying to distract him and get his mind off of, um, you know, you were chosen to be the best man. You just need to be there to support. But I can appreciate uh, Harper's reaction to this because, you know, you've been with your friends for a long time and you know what they like and what they typically like. And when you see such a dramatic change with your friend, you can't help but be concerned. Is this change for the better or are you changing for the person that you're getting ready to marry? And I think that's what Harper's concern is. Is this truly uh, Quentin has decided to change for the better or is he changing to appease his new wife? Is he changing to satisfy his marry uh his father you know is this an arranged marriage you know so he has concerns from inception about where yeah, we and are. i see both sides of that coin because i think sometimes i see both sides of that because sometimes it's like okay well i'm um i'm in a better place i'm i'm doing things i'm you know i'm a better person or like you said as a friend are you changing to acquiesce and be what this person wants you to be or have you truly evolved into this person and y'all met each other in that space you know what i mean right and as a friend that's a hard space to be in because you don't want to come off as like you hating or you don't want your friend to be happy but you also don't want to see your friend be somebody they're not just to try to be with somebody 
So that's it's right. a hard. That's a hard space to be in. That's right. Um. So we see Jordan is on the FaceTime with Shelby, and Shelby's kind of teasing her about the uh, hotel. She's like, "Oh, the furniture is kind of cheap and tacky looking, whatever." And Rock, and Jordan's like, "No, it's I not." I knew then. I knew. I knew then. I said she's gonna show up because Shelby yep. ain't supposed to be there. Yeah. Nobody was supposed to tell Shelby where the wedding was, but when she was walking around and Shelby could see the background, I said Shelby gonna figure out where they are and she gonna show up. Yep. And so um, Jordan's um, kind of like, listen, I ain't even supposed to be talking to you. And at this point, I'm tired of you calling me. Stop calling me. So we knew that what we know what Shelby's motive was. She was trying to find out where they were. Exactly. Absolutely. She, I, I totally agree with that. I, I said the same thing or I thought the same thing. We also see that much hasn't changed with Jordan as far as her commitment with work. She's kind of overworked and not really taking enough time to herself. She's answering conference calls. Right while she's on vacation and we see that she is um committed to uh uh being successful in her job and i already knew that that was going to lead to some stress for her later on down the line uh we see that lance finally makes it to the resort and we see all the female admirers are um you know sizing him up and uh the concierge that has been assigned to them that uh we got introduced to uh, in the uh, first scene where she came out and brought them the rum drinks or whatever. Jasmine and him, they kind of have this little flirtatious banter back and forth about American football versus their version of football or whatever. And, you know, we kind of see that there's a little spark there that could be. Right. There's a little something something there. Yeah. There's a little something there. I'm not quite sure what it is, but there's a little something there. We see that uh, Harper and Jordan are now talking about the book. He's telling Jordan about the book or uh, the movie. And, um, you know, he's still a little reticent about it. He's reticent about it, not just because of his friend's reaction. He's more so like, do I really want to do this? Do I really want this to be brought to the big screen? Because once you sell rights to a producer, you know, they can kind of add their own spin to things that can characterize characters in a way that you may not want those people to be characterized. These people, case point being your friends, you know, you don't want them to take it too far and take this one particular character and make them way more than what uh, you originally wrote them to be. So I can understand why he's a little bit hesitant about it, but Jordan is kind of like cheering him on and like, oh, look, go for it. You know, this is a good opportunity for you. This could lead to bigger opportunities for you. You know, do you think? And uh, they're more so concerned about, you know, everyone's reaction, particularly Lance's reaction and Robin's reaction about the characterization between her and Harper in the movie. So, uh, you know, again, she's just trying to be that supportive friend um, and encourage him to do what, you know, he wants to do. And so uh, I really expected Robin to kind of walk up any minute now and have an issue with them having that conversation. Because in the past, you've seen any type of interaction he has with Jordan and she catches it, you know, she gets bothered by it. So I, I really didn't want to see this continue on in this series of this. I can never be her. I can never replace her. I can never, he can never love me the way he loves her. I really didn't want to continue to see that uh characterization between those two women right 
Um, so Jordan's sitting out at the uh, restaurant, and uh, you know she's trying to order swordfish. She wants to see what swordfish tastes like. And we find out that there is no more swordfish. They're sold out. And, you know, she's throwing a fit about it. She's having a little bit of a diva moment about it. And we see this uh, guy. Yeah, approaching. she was very diva-ish. Yeah, she was very, <laughs> she was very diva-ish. I'm best friends with the owner of this place. You better go find me your swordfish or you better go fish for one. And I'm like, is that serious? Yeah, she was real diva-ish. <laughs> Is it that serious? Like you, you want the swordfish that bad? <laughs> Look, she wanted some swordfish. She wanted that swordfish. She ended up going with the snapper. So we see that this uh, this guy approaches her and says, I'm sorry, I got the last piece of the swordfish. You know, I haven't been into it yet. You know, you're welcome to it or whatever. And he's flirting with her. And, you know, she's trying to, you know, Brush him off like, oh, look, I ain't got, I ain't seen it for you. But really, in reality, she's interested. She's sizing him up, and she's like, you know, trying to collect her thoughts and get herself together because she was having a little bit of a moment because dude was very charming. He came up to her, and, you know, he complimented about how beautiful she was or whatever the case may be. So, you know, she was kind of feeling it, but she didn't want to let him know that she was feeling it. So she was like, go and get away from me. You know, this ain't what <laughs> I'm here for. Or whatever, but uh, I like the chemistry between the two of them. Do you think that there's there's something going to happen between her and Will? I mean, I guess that's what they're writing it up, but I don't know. He was annoying me in that first scene. Now, when she <laughs> met up with him later on, when he was taking the pictures, but in that first scene, he was getting on my nerves. Like was I was like her. He was getting on my nerves. Like, sir, ain't nobody talking to you. Like. <laughs> Like, I don't know. He was annoying me. If that had been me, I would have been annoyed by him. He was trying too hard. I don't know. It just it just was like, why are you over here? Like, why are you in this? Hey, like, no, I don't want to do this. He was trying to press up on her. He he was he liked what he saw. So he was he Yeah, was but I'm saying I'm just saying for me, maybe that's why I'm single now, because that was annoying to me. He was a little, <laughs> that he was a little too uh arrogant. He was a little too arrogant, a little too cocky, or whatever the case may be. But yeah, it just didn't it, it, it didn't come off as cute to me. Yeah, it, it was more of it was more of him being arrogant, like, yeah, I know I look good or whatever, and I know you want me type deal that that's kind of the approach that he had towards her and she was like man gonna get out of my face <laughs> so the fellas are playing cards and you know they just oh actually it was supposed to be at their groomsmen meeting that's what they were they were having their groomsmen meeting which they were yeah. having a little game and you know they were just kind of catching up on each other you know of course god Merch once again um, makes some type of reference to being the best man. We see that he Merch was getting out. on my nerves too. He was being very annoying. And extra, because he had to went and brought up all the cannabis on the island, all the edibles on the island. And that's when oh, we learned. Lord. That's when we learned that Q don't smoke weed no more. So you don't went and brought up all this stuff for nothing, because ain't nobody gonna partake in it. And so you know they start having a little bit of conversation back and forth. And once again, um. I felt like this would have been more of an appropriate moment for uh, Harper to go ahead and put the whole movie thing out on the table and let's just have an open discussion about it. But once again, he kind of shies away from uh, the topic and they start talking about other things and mostly uh, Merch and his uh, reaction to not being the best man. He's still whining and complaining about that. We see uh, 
we I think this is the first time we are introduced to uh Quentin's father. I think they referred to him or mentioned him in previous movies, but I think this is the first time we've seen him on camera. And the father he comes across as a typical rich father would be um, you know, kind of snootyish, a little snobbish. Um, and when it's us, it's a different type of feeling. It's it hit different when we come in and you know we got our nose up in the air and we look at everyone else as the servants or whatever the case may be. And we saw that that was his approach to uh merch because he even mentioned something to the fact of merch marrying a stripper or whatever, and they kind of alluded to uh him being with Shelby and all this stuff. His father's an asshole. He's a he's an old asshole. Right, he's an old asshole. <laughs> right, very yeah. entitled. Yeah, I got money. You don't. Yeah, very entitled. Very, you know, I'm better than you. Look at what I got. Yeah, I agree. That's exactly yeah. how the father. Very much off. so. So we were feeling that we were reading that the same way. Um. The ladies are on the beach and, you know, they're taking in a little of uh, the atmosphere and taking in a little sun or whatever. And Robin turns to Candace, who's trying to work on her acceptance speech for the award that she's uh, going to receive. And Robin's like, uh, uh, I thought that you were going to be on vacation. Like, you're working on a speech 24-7. And, you know, she kind of, I kind of understand why she's so nervous about this because, you know, merch has... Um, Asked that she accept the award on behalf of the both of them. Right. So, you know, spotlight is on her. So she's trying to search for the right presentation, the right words, and how to do this. And Robin decides to go take a walk. And um, I think this scene right here is an important scene as to what's going to happen in future episodes to come. We see that she's very much past. I feel like we knew this already, but I think they further reiterated that her love for the food and cooking and um, things like that. She meets one of the locals on the island that has a little stand and she tastes the lady food and she falls in love with it and you know it just takes her back to her art and her craft and how much she enjoys cooking for others and you know using um, farm to table type things where you know we're using fresh produce and fresh uh, food and things like that. So she was really enamored with meeting the lady at the cooking stand. Um, where do you think that's going? Or where do you think that's going to go? Um, I mean, it was it was definitely there for a reason. It was, you know, it was definitely, I mean, even before you said that I knew it was gonna be something, because even she couldn't stop talking about it later on that night, like how, and then the, the lady ended up being the cook for the dinner that night that they had. Um I'm not sure where it's going, but I definitely know it's going to impact some decisions that um, she's going to make moving forward in her relationship and in her career. Um, I definitely feel that. Absolutely. That, that's an Easter egg. So we see um, Harper finally, uh, Harper and Q kind of have a moment, a one-on-one -on -one moment together. And Harper finally kind of addresses his concerns about uh, where Quentin is at right now, him marrying this global superstar. And Quentin looks and pretty much reassures him, but I feel like he was more so trying to reassure himself that, look, this is not an arranged marriage. We love each other. We met, blah, blah, blah. Uh, 
you know, it's the I'm trying to convince my friends, but at the same time, I'm really trying to convince myself, is this what I really want to be? They went down to the pool. Lance don't came out here in his birthday suit. <laughs> and that's what I mean. Like, he's just being ridiculous. He's talking about something. I thought this was a clothing optional. No, you didn't. Do you see anyone else around here swimming? Right, in nobody is like like I've been. I mean, I've been to clothing optional places, and like even if people don't go nude, you know what I mean. You there are signs around that will let you know. Oh wait a minute, maybe shirts are optional. Maybe da 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 da. Like bottoms are optional, right? Right, like come on. And so uh, we realize right then and there that Lance is just completely out of control and he's feeling himself. Absolutely out of control. He's into himself and he's really attention seeking. It almost comes across as if he's attention seeking because you're right. You being who you are and a grown ass man and being aware of your surroundings, you don't see no one else out here with no clothes on, but it just happens to be a group of women that are sitting by the pool right now and you just decide to drop your robe and jump into the pool. And Jasmine walks up and she's looking at him like, oh, sir, what are you doing? <laughs> she right. Goes, she's like, that ain't that ain't this type of party. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> sir, do I need to call security? <laughs> like, if you don't get yourself together. <laughs> so Robin and, I mean, not Robin, but Jordan and Will have another uh, encounter where he's now got his camera out and he's taking pictures and she's walking up on her phone and she wasn't really paying attention to you know her path in front of her. He takes a picture of her and she's like, uh, "Did you just take a picture of me?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, I couldn't help but enjoy the view and you know I was trying to take a picture of how lovely the view was and I saw something more beautiful in front of me and I'm like, oh my god, here you go trying to lay it on real thick and stuff." You know, she tries to kind of like, you know, um, she tries to kind of like dip into this a little bit and like, let me see where this is going to go or whatever. But he's like, well, I got uh, some things I need to go do. So, you know, I'll holler at you later on, but I'll, I'll make sure you get this picture or whatever. So you really, she's trying to figure out, you know, like, do I really want to get involved with this guy? Do I really, really want to give this dude some right. time? Or, you know, do I need to just go about my business? Because, you know, he ain't my cup of tea. But we see with this that there's going to be more encounters or interactions between the two of them. You know, they may end up, you know, uh, you know, taking it there. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. So it's the night. Well, I don't think it's the night before the. Uh, I think it's just a dinner dinner party. They're having dinner. Yeah, I think it's just a dinner party where they're like introducing, because they're like introducing to everybody, and the father is there, and you can definitely tell that for the father, this is a business arrangement. Like this yes. ain't about love. Because didn't he even mention something about looking at the contract from her lawyers? Uh, about yeah, the- I don't know, but he. I, I don't know if that's supposed to be like a prenup or what. I don't even know if I heard the word prenup come out, but there was definitely some sort of pride. Like, yeah, it was definitely that. It was some type of business dealing. It was some type of business yeah. dealing. I didn't get the impression that it was a prenup either. I more so thought it was more of a business dealing because I think she's supposed to be the spokesperson now for the family brand or the hotel brand. Uh, she's supposed to be the model or something, spokesperson. Um, so, yeah. Right. That told me right there too that this is an arrangement right here for the father. It really, 
uh i'd rather have my son married to a supermodel who's uh in the family business and all this so this is uh pr for him this is just a marketing uh cash grab for him is to bring right. in her fan base and grow his brand we see lance and jasmine once again have another interaction you know she's working the dinner or the reception you know she's you know they kind of have a moment where there's a bit of an attraction there and i think it's a mutual i think it's mutual i don't think that it's like how jordan will is you know where will seems to be more attracted to jordan jordan is like ugh, get away from me uh i think with jasmine and lance there seems to be a mutual attraction which was very interesting that he didn't approach her as he's approaching all the other women we see him interact with all the other women we see him interact with he's trying to take them down but with her he's actually being a bit of a gentleman you know he's kind of you know slow stepping with her why do you think that i don't i don't know i mean sometimes you meet people and you just have a, a feeling you know what i mean i don't think i don't know i don't i don't i don't think that he's he has that nasty feeling with her right now. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Maybe it's something about her that's familiar, something about her that he feels comfortable around, you know? Or maybe she can be the replacement for Mia. Maybe he gets Mia vibes from her, you know, the way she presents herself, the way she carries herself. But I don't know we if know that she, she's not a problem. I don't know if he's consciously a replacement for her, you know? Yeah. Um, what did they get to arguing at the uh yes? What did they get to arguing at the table about? I can't remember. It was something that they uh, they were arguing with they were arguing with merch about him doing too much with the best man. Okay, remember she was like she was like, you really need to stop. And he was like, what are you talking yeah. about? And like they basically were telling him that he was doing too much as the as far as the best man was concerned. And she was like, you know, you're more concerned about being the best man than you are about me struggling with trying to, you know, write this speech for the award. Like she sort of snapped and um Tay Diggs sort of snapped at the same time about the whole because he kept making them little comments about the best man and the best man. And they were like, bruh, like you're yeah. doing too much. Yeah. Cause he was like, "Well, the best man should have did this, and the best man should have did right, that." Right, right. And again, like you said, we saw the lady from the uh, the restaurant stand, from the little uh, stand. She came up and got Robin and invited her back to the kitchen. And Robin was all too excited to jump up and go out there and be in the kitchen. So, yeah, they're definitely showing us something with that. I'm not quite sure what they're showing us. But we're definitely going to see where this is going to be important to her her character art. Um, and of course, I knew it was going to be this when Lance and um, Harper were at the bar and he chose that to be the moment that he told him about the movie. Yeah, that, like wasn't the best, that wasn't the best time. It was not. Out of all the other opportunities you had to talk with him about it, why did you choose that? That was the worst opportunity. My thing is, that was right, you have a whole... You had a whole resort that you could have pulled him aside, 
y'all could have went down to the beach. You could have took them to a room. You could have took them to the bar. Like, not in that moment at the bar, but later on. Like, it could have been a whole situation. Like, yeah, that could have been done better. And because of that, he contributed to Lance's blow up. Because he put that idea back in his mind again. This is after he had don't had the little interaction with Jasmine or whatever. He's there at Quentin's wedding. They're getting married. So all this was just a stroll down memory lane where I was once here. And now, and then when Harper started making the comments about him feeling a little reluctant about this uh, marriage, it just kind of hit a nerve with him. And I'm like, you, you brought that one on yourself because you shouldn't have said anything to him about that that was just not the right place or time to address your concerns about uh, the marriage. And two, that wasn't the right time or place for you to uh, uh, bring up that whole movie situation. So you, you, you got that little snap at you about that. And you know, Robin is right there. He's like, it's okay, babe. It's going to be all right. Don't worry about it. We'll, it. It'll be okay. You know, because Lance gets mad. He storms off and um, Simora and Q, they make this, speech that nobody really cared about um and of course who comes in what what was that they were doing some kind of tattooed ceremony that they were doing and everyone was like what the hell yeah it was doing? a joint it was some sort of like joining ceremony or something and they were getting tattoos yeah matching tattoos right yeah okay okay i thought they had mentioned that and they uh i know the yeah, friends reaction yeah. to it was weird yeah ain't nobody getting no matching tattoos right <laughs> what are we 16 <laughs> and of course i knew it i knew it i knew it that shelby was going to show up i don't know why but for some reason i felt like i knew she was going to show up too when like i said i knew when 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 mia had her on facetime and she was making comments about what she saw i said yeah and the thing the thing is remembering in my mind that her and terrence howard was hooking up they, she had probably been at that damn resort. They probably yeah. had a rendezvous and she rec might have recognized the background or something. I don't know. But I knew. I said, yeah. I said, she she's sizing this whole thing up. But I, for some reason, I just knew that she was going to show up at that dinner. I don't know what made it clear to me or what made it evident that she was going to show up at that dinner. But for some reason, yeah, I just felt I didn't know like, she was going to show up at the dinner, but I knew she was going to show up. I felt I knew she was coming too, but for some reason, when we got to that dinner scene and they were making that big announcement, I said Shelby's gonna crash this wedding. I said she's gonna come in there with the camera crew. She's gonna come in there and she's gonna crash that wedding. Sure enough, she oh, did. I didn't even think about her coming in with a camera crew. Ooh. That's what I was expecting to happen. That's what I was expecting to happen. Man, that that would have been interesting. Out. Yeah, I thought that's what was gonna happen. I knew that she was gonna crash that wedding. I just didn't know. Uh, whether or not she was going to bring that camera crew with her. Because I, I would feel like that would have made for a more dramatic moment if she would have showed up with the cameras. Since they had talked right. about it on Watch What Happened Live, I just felt like that that was going to be a housewife moment for her where she was going to come in and crash the uh, uh, the right. dinner. But she shows up, and we we knew right then and there that it, it's things are getting ready to get interesting now that she's there. And she was not going to leave <laughs> until she found a way to get in the middle of this wedding. And then that was the end of episode one. So overall, what did you think about the start off? I thought it was good. I thought they did a good job of reintroducing us to the characters, establishing where everybody is now. 
and immediately bringing us into the movie. I like the fact that they didn't they didn't draw it out. They didn't try to draw this out. We went right into it. Like, all right, we we at the we we at the resort. We get ready for this wedding. You know, so I like I, I'm here for it. Like I said, the only reason why I stopped is because I I know me when I I said. I didn't know if I was going to review it on my channel or not. I know how I am when I'm reviewing something. If I watch too much of it, then I'm going to I'm gonna get it all confused and I'm going to forget what happened in the first episode and the second episode. So I um I like to I like to be able to just speak for so but I'm about to like when we get off of here, I'm gonna go ahead and watch episode two. <laughs> now all right, I'm gonna watch it again with you. I'm gonna watch it again with you. But I think they did, I agree with you. I think they did a very good job setting this up for the story arcs. For this series, I think they did a very good job reintroducing us to the characters. And as I mentioned before, I think they did a very good job not taking away from the original character DNA. Like, I think everyone's personality, everyone showed up and is exactly what we expected them to be. Mm -hmm. You know, we didn't get no surprise change in characters. You know, some of these other shows we watch from season to season, we see where the characters portrayed differently. Um, in different seasons, so um, I'm not even sure. I haven't even done no research to see if we still have the same writer from the movie that's doing the series. Do you know that or not? I don't. Well, I know it's the same producer, but I don't okay. know about the writer. Okay, okay. Well, that's episode yeah, I one. I think it's guys. the same producer and same director, but I don't know about the writer. Okay, well, that's episode one. So we'll be back next week uh, to talk about episode two. I think we're going to do this on Tuesday nights. I think we're going to do it on Tuesday nights, uh, 8.30. So we'll be back next week to uh, talk about it. Uh, drop y'all theories and um, what y'all thoughts were on episode one. Um, we're not going to spoil it for really B because she hasn't watched all the episodes. So we can't talk about things that happen in other episodes. We're only going to talk about each episode per each episode. So uh, we appreciate y'all for watching and we'll see you guys next week. Wait a minute, wait a minute before you hit the button. If you're catching us in a replay, thank you for being here. And um, don't forget to come back. We'll be we got BMF starting up next week. Um, we have Bel Air in February, so we got some stuff coming for y'all. So y'all make sure y'all come back for that. See, you gotta plug it. You gotta plug it. You gotta plug it. We gotta plug it in. All right, guys. We appreciate y'all hanging out with us tonight. We'll see y'all next week. Yeah. <laughs>